you are constantly on that search because what you've been told your entire life was that later on in life, two halves make a whole, right? So just based off that, they already think they're half when they're actually whole. They just haven't filled that other half of themselves, right? Mm. So that other time, they're just constantly searching for that next thing, right? That that next thing to, to help them lift up. Like, why do you think a lot of people, and I'm not saying this to like down anyone, but why do you think a lot of people get in relationships and then when they break up they're like the most like most devastated like oh my god i don't know what to do anymore i don't know what to do with my life right because their entire life was just searching they weren't trying to understand themselves beforehand What's up, everybody? This is Ahmed. And Luffy. And this is the Brotherly Love Podcast. Welcome back, guys. How are y'all feeling? Yeah, how are you guys doing today? You know, I'm, I'm doing good, man. How are you, Ahmed? I'm actually doing really well. Uh, I ended the semester. I'm a senior now in college, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it feels great to be back in my element of like creativity and, um, I don't know, and productivity, too. You mm. know, earlier before we were, um, before we recorded, I was just saying, like, I could do so many assignments and do these exams or whatever, but I knew I wasn't being productive in terms of my life. Um, but now that school's over, I'm able to just kind of like take over and figure out what kind of goals I want and just learn more. Mm. It was a different different type of productivity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always different levels. It's not always just school. It can be like your personal life. It can be personal development. It could be your discipline in reading. Whatever it is, there's different levels of productivity. It's not just how much work you're putting in. Yeah. I mean, I would say different types more so than different levels of productivity, right? Like mm-hmm. there's different things that you focus on in different parts of your life and they just kind of drive the way that you move through like the day to day as you try to accomplish whatever goals it is for that, you know, period of your life. So the the type of productivity is, or the productivity itself is defined by the goal that you have at hand, right? Like you're no longer in school. So, you know, school-related goals are irrelevant. <laughs> Literally, the Yeah, you can same, reframe your metrics. Like. Yeah, the exact, like, next day, I wiped down my whiteboard of goals, mm. eliminated everything. So beforehand, <laughs> it was, like, music was in one corner. It's like in a, a quadrant thing. So it was, like, mm-hmm. music, school, personal, spiritual. And then I eliminated the first top half, music. <laughs> the <laughs> bottom half, personal and spiritual. And that was it. And ever since then... Alhamdulillah. The word Alhamdulillah, by the way, it means like blessings from God. Um, I've just been consistent with it and I've been happy. I don't remember the, the last time I was kind of sad in a way, mm. you know, ever since I was kind of doing that. Um, that's a good introduction in terms of our conversation, though. Uh, I know that last time that we spoke, we actually spoke last week on Thursday. Um, you said that you wanted to touch base on hopeless romantics. What did you specifically mean by hopeless romantics? Uh, hopeless romantic, the idea of being hopelessly romantic, you know, I think I just thought it was a, it was a really interesting phrase that we use a lot nowadays. What do you think Uh, it means? Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I think is interesting is like when you dive down into what the idea of being a hopeless romantic, like, are you hopelessly romantic? So like, are you, do you no longer have hope for the idea of romance, you know? 
it's it's almost like uh it's almost like a negative we kind of ascribe to ourselves in a joking way without even really realizing what we're saying you know like oh i'm just a hopeless romantic it's just kind of a fun thing that people say almost they fling like around a, in a way hmm? they fling it around yeah they they people just kind of fling it around and they're not really realizing the the gravity of or the weight of what they're saying you know what i'm mm. saying like especially if you're saying you're hopelessly romantic like well i don't define myself as hopeless in anything like number one you know i'm very hopeful actually i try to maintain as much as i can try to maintain some level of like a positive outlook and perspective on things mm -hmm. so like i would never call myself like a hopeless romantic because it almost implies like that i've lost hope or faith in the idea of romance Right. And now we can dive into like, why do people lose even subconsciously? They may not know. Why, why do the people lose faith or hope in the idea of romance? Right. Wait, so do you think the term hopeless romantic means kind of verbatim what it means? Like they, they don't have any hope for romance in their life or a love life. I think that the people who most commonly use the word hopeless romantic are people who are single Mm -hmm. who want to be in a relationship yes and they haven't been successful okay that's fine i just wanted, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we're on the same page because the way i saw it was very similar to you but i guess the way you in like just talked about it i was like i'm not sure if he means like they don't search for love and mm -hmm. they're just like very just hopeless mm -hmm. the way i saw it was that like they're constantly searching for that romantic love and they kind of attach on in a way to whatever is hopeful right because when they're hopeless it's like they always feel like love is never going to come my way i'm not that good of a person why would anyone want me and then when someone shows some kind of common decency they're like i love you it's like <laughs> whoa buddy i think uh okay so hopeless romantic like i said i don't think that it's it's as much a I think it's subconscious more so than conscious, right? Yeah. So I think that people use the term and it's like, like I said, it's almost like a quirky little, oh, you know, I'm a hopelessly romantic, meaning that they're trying to signal that I'm hopeful for romance. I mm -hmm. agree with you there. It's not that they're helplessly romantic, like they don't, they can't find any, you know, they're at their bare bottom, but more so like hopeless is, is like an almost like a, a scribe, like, description or something like of, of like your state of being so like I don't know the idea for me of being like hopelessly romantic is like it's just jarringly negative in a certain sort of way that like I can't I don't know I just can't understand it I mean I do understand it but it's I don't understand why people I mean I, I guess because it's subconscious people subconsciously I can understand it yeah yeah oh. uh I, I was in a place in a way that was like a hopeless romantic right it's like you are constantly on that search because what you've been told your entire life was that later on in life two halves make a whole right so ba just based off that they already think they're half when they're actually whole they just haven't filled that other half of themselves right mm. so that other time they're just constantly searching for that next thing right? That, that next thing to, to help them lift up. Like, why do you think a lot of people, and I'm not saying this to like down anyone, but why do you think a lot of people get in relationships and then when they break up, they're like the most, like most devastated 
like, oh my God, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do with my life, right? Because their entire life was just searching. They weren't trying to understand themselves beforehand. Well, I mean, I think it's that's a little harsh. Like, I do think there's a natural grieving process, like that happens when you lose anything. Oh, not yeah, just yeah, talking yeah. about relationships, but like when you the like we talked about before in business, like loss aversion versus the 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 happiness that you feel from gaining something. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're so much more wired to avert losses than we do become happy from the gains that we acquire, right? So, like. I think it's natural, going back, I think it's natural to grieve when you lose, like, or when you lose a relationship, for instance. I do agree also, though, that people who are, like, they define themselves as, like, hopelessly romantic, they tend to be the type of people who, you know, the way you had it in the beginning, I think, was perfectly phrased. They tend to be the type of people who enter a relationship thinking that they're 0.5 instead of 1. Yeah, that, that that's exactly what I was trying to touch upon. Um I didn't mean it to be like uh, what you were saying about earlier. You were saying like how everyone grieves over everything. I completely agree on that. I was trying to specify on people who surround their entire lives on relationships. I think that's a hopeless romantic. So like I see this a lot and it's funny because sometimes the people who post it don't even see it themselves, what they're surrounding themselves with. So like some people on their Instagram story, right? They'll, um, you know how like on Instagram, like you're recommended is just like things you search or things you like, and it will usually pop up. It can be philosophy. It can be girls that you like, you know what I'm saying? It can be anything, Mm -hmm. but. Oh, the algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm. The discover. The discover uh page will Uh will cater to who you are as a person based on your data. Correct. So a lot of those people on their Instagram story will have like. I don't know why people do this. They screenshot tweets and they put it on Instagram, which is weird, right? It's uh-huh. like, that's kind of weird to me. I don't get it, but okay. Uh-huh. Um, and they'll post it on their story. And it kind of, in a way, is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like, they'll go in, they'll be like- What'll the tweet be? It'll, it'll be like, if you ever did me wrong, or if, if, no, if we are not friends, that was on you. Because Damn. I never did anyone wrong, right? And and you just sit there like, nigga, what are you talking about? Like you've done someone wrong before, right? But in their minds, they believe they're the victim, right? Mm. It, that that's just one example. But then it can go into relationships where it's like, uh, oh, I need me a boo, I need me a a, a bay. But there's there was literally a trend, and there was an Instagram page, and it was like me and somebody's son, or me and somebody's daughter. What is that? So pretty much it'll be like you know I live under a rock. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> let me get you hip. Let me get you hip. So it's like the relationship goals type pictures. Like you'll see somebody like at a beach with like their significant other. Okay. Um, and they'll the whole picture will literally be like, well, especially for like uh, uh like black people, it'll be like a black couple, like a very like um successful black couple, and it'll be like me and somebody's son or me and somebody's daughter in that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a natural picture, it can be a freaky picture, whatever. Wait, it is. so this is like just so I understand. So it's like, mm-hmm. for instance, me and my girlfriend post a picture of us together, and then it says like, since I'm posting it, I say me and someone's daughter. No, no, you wouldn't post that. There's oh. like a separate Instagram page uh-huh. that has a series of cute slash relationship goals type pictures. Oh, right? and that's just the caption. And and either that's the caption or in the picture, literally the guy would be like. The guy will say me on top or be the girl saying me 
somebody's son or somebody's daughter. Oh, okay, it's reversible, okay. mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll post that. And then there's those type of pictures. There's a type where it's like, um, there's no good men. There's no good women. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it flips. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who it is. But you'll see it a lot. And then they always complain about it. And nothing is ever done. So going back to the original thing, like, there's a lot of hopeless romantics that you'll see on social media. You just have to, like, look out for a second and just see their intentions, right? A lot of times, and honestly, I was actually considering doing this. Um, I was going to unfollow a lot of people because I was like, you can kind of see their intentions and what they post on, on their story. Like, in a way, you can kind of understand who they are as a person. What do you mean in a way? Directly, you know someone by what they I didn't want to go, like, there. too harsh on it. I didn't want to go <laughs> no, too harsh you, on you it. you know exactly the type of person that someone is by the content that they put out. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter... If you if you don't consider yourself a celebrity or you know someone with influence online, like influencer, right? <laughs> but like all social media platforms are just that; they're mm-hmm. platforms. What you decide to promote is up to you. Like if it's all pictures of your ass, you know we know what you're trying to promote. If it's all pictures of your face, we know what you're trying to promote. If it's all pictures of and this is for Instagram, you know, but if you're making for videos, it doesn't matter. Like what, what you do is just that the platform is the platform. You know what I'm saying? Like what you put out is on the platform. Yeah. I 100% agree. I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to be too harsh. <laughs> I wanted to be like, you know, you can somewhat kind of understand, but over time, what I've learned from like being on Instagram and Twitter and learning how to promote myself you'll start to notice that it is directly related to who you are as a person, like the things you want to post about, the things that are in your life, whatever insecurity or truth that you have, you'll end up posting about. So sometimes I'll post about God or I'll post about me showing love to like my my fan base, right? And if you saw from an outside view, it's like, oh, this is a music artist who cares about his family and he's... De- like learning how to understand his spiritual side, hmm. right? And then there can be someone else where it's like this dude or girl flashes money, they smoke a lot, whatever it is, and you can kind of understand the person they are. And personally, I don't want to involve my life into things that I either A, used to do, or B, I just don't want to surround myself with. Because when you get older, there's actually a line I wrote in, um, in a song. Uh, I was like, when we get older, no, when we grow up, we got our journeys with God. A slither of escape, but wait, it's feeling odd in the limelight, praying that my time's right. Posted in the studio, focus, make my sound right. So that whole line is pretty much saying like, the more you grow up in your own journey, you have to understand that's a whole alignment with the universe as well, right? So on social media, you kind of have to portray the, the higher self, in a way, the things that you want to promote that's good for people. That, that's how I see it. Mm, that's that's difficult. That's really, it is. No, it's very difficult. No, no, that's not even what I'm not talking about. I'm, I'm, well, well, yeah, it is very difficult. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's it's difficult from the other side too. You know, taking that to its logical extreme, like you don't want to be in a situation where you feel like the persona that you're creating online isn't an accurate representation of yourself, 100%. right? 100%. Regardless of that representation. So it doesn't even matter if the representation of yourself online that you built is holier than, like, I'm a holy, for instance, and righteous. If you have that persona online, like, and you don't 
carry that you don't carry yourself the same way in like your day-to-day life you're exposed you'll be exposed yeah you know and you don't you'll live in this constant sense of fear like in because you're you know the fear of being exposed for a fraud you know like i think that's a lot of people's fears right is like we use all these filters online and um take certain pictures from certain angle and like you took the picture 17 different times to make sure that your left eye didn't crust this way and you know like so that we can curate this perfect representation of who we want to be perceived as Mm -hmm. and when we find ourselves not aligning with this perceived image that we've created we have a lot of internal conflict you know and that's why like even people who post too much like righteousness, you're not good. You're not, you know, no, you're not solidly good. Everyone's yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit fucked up. You know? no, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know, and like, that's why it's really important for me. You know, like, I mean, you know this, like when I got on social media and like started pushing things out, it was really important for me from the beginning to just talk about like a lot of things that I failed at. And the reason it was important for me is because I never wanted my platform to be one where it was just like, oh, look at me, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Yeah. I did this. I did yeah. that. What are y'all doing? I'm shitting on y'all. Like, it, you know, I never like wanted. None of y'all niggas are better than me. Like that, <laughs> like that type of shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I yeah. never wanted mine to be like that. So mm-hmm. I went from the beginning like, yo, I'm just going to show myself in like true, authentic, as much authentic fashion as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And like, I just have to live with the fact that I'm not going to get as many likes or this or, you know, but it, it depends on you know, I still see it as successful because my metrics have shifted. You know, like I remember Instagram came out when I was in high school, you know, like I remember getting the very first version of, I remember when we were discussing, oh, Instagram is going to go on Android now because it started off on iPhone, I remember like that. on iOS. <laughs> like I remember that time, you know what I'm saying? So like, I remember back then, like I would try to curate the 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 perfect picture to post there and i use this filter i think about my caption like this and that and now it's like a now when i post it's more so about like do i want to post this and like what is the reasoning behind posting this and most of the time like i don't feel the need to explain shit that i'm posting to people you know because like i don't all the time provide all the context and i'm completely okay with that if everyone doesn't get it because at the end of the day i decided that my online presence is for myself and if other people are gravitated towards that idea then they'll choose to follow me but if not then hey that's cool at the end of the day like i just want a platform that represents myself and i think that i can completely stand behind everything that i post i'm not afraid to post any part of my life anymore because i don't want to hide behind any part of my life you hit the nail on the head bro mad hard uh there's a lot of topics i want to touch upon <laughs> right so the first thing you were saying how instagram is or not necessarily instagram but just social media presence right and this isn't like oh specific people like you all or da 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 like an old head or whatever the fuck it is right no it's just natural like a lot of times as people we want to make sure that the best kind of content that we do post is what we wanted to portray it as. So maybe it is like a photo or a selfie and stuff. And you're like, oh, my eye looks like this or this filter doesn't look right or whatever it is, right? That was funny because before, I think it was especially this year, like if you saw my Instagram last year, I used to be in everyone's faces, always promoting positivity, da 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 right? But that was a false sense of positivity for the simple fact that I was going through some shit, but yet I wasn't vocal or being honest with myself about it mm-hmm. because I was trying to portray the 
the nice guy. Look at me, like I'm I'm spreading a message and inclusiveness in the community, yada yada. But I knew wholeheartedly it was fake, and I could tell my audience saw it as fake. Mm. Maybe maybe they didn't. I don't know the way I. You know how I, how I am. Like if I think that someone thinks that way, then that's how it's gonna be. You yeah. know. So the law over, of attraction. Yeah, law of attraction in a way. So over time, especially this year, I haven't cared of like the uh, uh, quality or or like what the caption is going to be. Or, like, you know how some people like they, they think for hours, like mm. what's the caption going to be? What's this picture going to be? Whatever. Nah, like I'll do it. If I feel it, all right, I'm going to post it. Post, leave. Mm. Khalas. Like khalas in Arabic, by the way, it means like we're done, finished, whatever. This man's dictionary.com over We here. have to. <laughs> we have to. So I remember recently I posted a picture, a selfie of me, right? And I just got my hair cut. I was feeling myself. Took some pictures. I took like three or four pictures and I was like, all right, cool. I, I posted two. I didn't touch my phone for like an hour or two. I, I think I was playing video games. I was playing Warzone. I was just chilling. And I look at my phone, 120 notifications. Not, <laughs> not from my screen, whatever, but just from Instagram. And it popped up. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> right. And I look and it's like the comments are crazy or whatever it is. But mind you, like this would have never happened if. I took a picture. It could be the same picture, but if it wasn't the right angle, mm. the right lighting, mm. whatever it is, no one would have commented. Like it was a lot of like the entire day. I just kept getting like either DMs or notifications. I was just like, and I was just thinking to myself, there is one side of me that's like, ah ha ha, right? Because <laughs> of course, right? Yeah. Other, slight flex. Yeah, slight, <laughs> slight flex, right? There's the other side of me. I'm like, hmm, like this is this is an interesting kind of take to this, right? Um, you touched on some other point I want to touch on. I forgot what you else you said besides that. Mm. talking about instagram and the filters and then you talked about uh oh not caring in, in a way to post so sometimes if i see a picture or whatever it is i want to post i'll post it and then that's it there is some pictures of mine on instagram where there's no caption because i simply looked at it i was like this is a nice photo just post it mm. you just keep it going and it's like it doesn't matter the amount of likes or whatever it is I'm not gonna sit here and be like I've never was wrapped around metrics because I was like I was really really involved with numbers and what this means to me and what value it is to me whatever it is. But then over time, like you said, when when you start to realize like ah eh, none of this really matters, it's kind of what I want to promote. I'll promote what I don't want to promote. I don't want to promote. And you'll know that when you're honest with yourself, oh, that's what it was. Mm. When you're honest and trustworthy with yourself and you talk about that online, people gravitate it a lot like stronger, not necessarily quicker, right? You can get clout by smoking some weed and a girl twerking, mm. right? But the strength of that wouldn't match if I went on IG Live or whatever and I was just talking about things I've gone through, things I'm, whatever it is, right? Because there's a certain vulnerability between humans that makes people connect. That's why I believe I don't care who you are in terms of my level as a music artist, mine is the strongest mm. because they connect to me on a different level. Mm, no, that's that's mad deep, bro. Like it's that concept of like slow and steady and organic growth over like rapid yeah hyper growth is such a wow. <laughs> you know like it's big wow. It's it's big because like it goes I mean I think about it you can think about it one through business perspective, right? Like 
in when you go to business school, and I've talked about this before, they teach this idea of hyper growth, hyper growth, hyper growth. So yeah. like everyone's trying to grow their company as fast as they can, and they don't focus on the fundamentals of the business. And business fundamentals are supposed to be step one. Is your company profitable? Is this idea profitable? What it, like, how are you going to turn an economic profit so that we don't need to keep contributing to it as if it's a nonprofit organization? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of companies, like, they don't do that. They're just like, oh, no, we'll just grow and we'll figure that out later. And all you're doing is really growing the problem, you know? Same, you know, the organic growth is so much slower. You're not going to hit that same, like, hockey stick of a growth curve, right? And you're going to be flatter for a lot longer. But like you said, the strength of those relationships, companies that are built on um, solid customer service, solid customer experience are profitable year after year. Those are like blue chip companies. Those are your Walmarts and your Coca-Colas and in your Johnson and Johnson and your Home Depot, you know, and it's that's such a different world from the way that business is taught nowadays. Now, relate like relating that back to the relationships you know, a lot of people, when they meet someone, wow, they go from zero to a hundred. Like I just real quick. Yeah. Real quick. It's like, yo, I just met you and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go all the way. We're gonna, I'm gonna propose <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Before the end of this month, just, that, that weird feeling, whatever 90 day like. fiance, like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that weird feeling or that feeling of like love isn't necessarily love. It's just a, a spark between two people, but we mistake it for love, but continue. Yeah, you know, and when you when you compare that to a relationship that's like starts off as a friendship, which almost everyone kind of wants, right? Like when you say I want a boyfriend or I want a girlfriend, you want a friend who happens to be a girl. You want a friend who happens to be a boy. And then you guys are romantically interested in each other. That's something that comes out of your friendship. But if you guys haven't even established the friendship, like what's the long-term viability of your success as a partnership? You know, you we talked about this before where you said like, wait, you don't have any female friends, Luffy? And I said, no, because if a woman was my friend, why am I not dating her? Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. If we have enough in common that in, in, in an interest and in value that you're my friend and you're a woman and I'm a heterosexual male. Why am I not dating you? <laughs> or at least messing around with you. I mean, but you wouldn't want, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what you want. I mean, no, not <laughs> yeah. for me personally. Yeah. I was I'm just like, saying in general. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want that, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. 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 You know, like why wouldn't you involve the romantic part of it? Because you found the other part, which is so much harder. No. Yeah. I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I think, well, First, touching base in terms of hyper growth. That's crazy that you say that because my, not this previous semester that I just finished, but my fall semester, I took a class called direct marketing. And that was the easiest class because it literally talked about the things I was currently doing with my life, with my my, my career as a music artist. And so there is a, a project we have to do. It's like, there's a book, like you have to pick a book um, and pretty much like summarize it in a paper. So I've got a book called Over Delivery because I was like, this seems very interesting. It talks about business and the fundamental steps, right? And a lot of it, I was like, yo, this is deep, right? So it'd be like, you have you can deliver a, a product or a service, but if you over deliver, that's one customer that's going to retain to your business. It like So let's say, for instance, like even recently, right? Someone was like, I want a wristband. So they sent me the money, right? 
they don't know that I gave them a wristband and stickers to be like, here you go. Thank you for supporting me. I appreciate that. But in order for you to have those strengthening relationships, you have to build that bond. And that's why a lot of people, especially as like music artists or creators, they want to get to the top real quick. And I understand it because that's just like me. Like Sometimes I'm like, bro, I just want to blow up and stop dealing with this, right? <laughs> but it's so much better when you start seeing the significant growth. Like it's crazy to, to see my growth from when I was 18, right? Dropping music till now. Crazy difference, crazy, crazy difference because I decided to build that relationship and build that bond so that when we get to that point, it's it's provable. It's like, yeah, he put in work for years before anything blew up. So relating back to relationships, um, a lot of times, and this isn't speaking from an old head view, but from personal experience, if you want a relationship, you have to build a friendship first. That's why you said like it's boyfriend, girlfriend. Like you build that friendship. And when you build that friendship, you understand that person, you understand their personality, their values. Once you align your values and your ideals, then you can be like, all right, we're going to date. And then you learn even more about them. Mm. And that's how it becomes so strong instead of uh if i randomly met a girl and we like we're talking for like two or three hours and i'm like oh my god this girl is so lovely and da 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 i want to date her no you don't you just want to smash <laughs> <laughs> you just want to smash what are you talking about yeah you know that's it's great i i talk a lot actually with some of my friends about the like the different types of attraction, right? And mm -hmm. like the only two types that you need for a successful relationship is, and in the, I'm speaking from, I mean, I think it's personally, I think it's no matter how old you are, but it's especially true in our age, you only need physical attraction and an emotional attraction to someone, right? And the issue is that a lot of people, they put the, uh, the physical attraction before the emotional attraction. So they're like, I'm physically attracted to you. Now let me find out if I'm emotionally attracted to you. And they'll go deep with the physical attraction. They'll get into like stage seven of a relationship with someone before they're like, all right, now let me figure out if we're emotionally compatible. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying like go down the course deep into like the friend zone. You've been friends with this girl or guy for like 12 years and you've secretly loved them. Like that's wrong way to go about it also. Yeah. But there's a healthy balance like between the two where it's like, you can kind of feel someone out and develop like a natural, casual friendship with them while being like physically attracted. And usually like those types of relationships, wow, like you have like crazy spark and it lasts. It turns into like a great fire, like a huge fire, as opposed to like a quick burning flame from, you know, just meeting someone and the only thing drawing you to them is a physical attraction or the little dull of like a friendship that was supposed to be a relationship that lasts too long. 100%. Why do you think uh, when people smash someone, they end up not talking to them anymore? A lot, of, and, and or at least see them in a different light because they put the physical attraction first. And when it happened, they realized, oh, this isn't who I want. Well, yeah, because that was, I got what I wanted. You know, the yeah. thrill of the chase is gone. Yeah. In that instance, a lot of times, like after you, when, like when someone fully exposes themselves to you in that way. Yeah. And, you know? and going back to Hopeless Romantic, I kind of, it, it's, I'm iffy about it, but I also have like a set mind on what it is. So like, I truly believe that like when you smash someone or whatever, 
there is like feelings there in a way that can be negative afterwards. So let's say for instance, like I just smashed a chick or whatever. I would think to myself like, damn, like that wasn't the right move. Like, or it could be like, you still want that person, but it might not be for the right reasons. Um, wait, what do you mean there's negative feeling? Like you have, like, so after you have sex with the girl, you have negative feelings about the situation or about the girl? Hmm. I guess situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but mainly what I was saying is that like, it's kind of like people will say, oh, I, I can have sex without catching feelings. Mm-hmm. There's that term, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Because like you said, there has to be some kind of attraction level for you to, you know what I'm saying, have sex with that person. So even if it's the physical attraction, afterwards, you'll still have something in your mind that like, there's something attached to you in a weird way, even if you don't like fuck with them anymore. Mm. Like there's something still attached to you. That's how I, I kind of see it. Yeah. I mean, I think orgasms are like one of the most powerful forces. Very, in the world. very powerful. The, the amount of like hormones and emotions that they like allow to, I guess, permeate through the body, <laughs> like quite literally. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, like is like, it, 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 it's literally like electrical pulses going through your brain when, when you know, Pavlovian science, right? Like you had an orgasm with this person, you're attached to this person. <laughs> that's what, okay. You okay, know, like so- I, I, like, let's just break it down into like its basics, you know, like that's kind of what it is. Like, especially, I don't want to say especially because the thrill of the moment is uh, like when it's gone, it's gone. And then a lot of guys stop talking to, to girls. I mean, mm. some women do it as well, but... Yeah. Or sorry, some girls, they're not women. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, but those are boys too, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're boys. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like the when people do that, you know, like you said, like there are feelings that arise from having sex. Now they could be feelings of regret. Like don't hundred percent. Yeah, like it's not like uh, but that's from like the realization of clarity, right? Like you don't have like that's why an orgasm is so powerful of an emotion because it drains you of all of that force like sexual energy kind of that was in your body right and like that's why men have a refractory period where like there's a period in between you're able to orgasm like multiple times for men and it could be like a very short period of time like 30 seconds i mean but like there's a certain amount of time (laughs) right i don't know why but there is a comment on youtube it was like (laughs) men it was like god made men but he they were so op they gave them a cool down period after they met <laughs> i just found that funny but yeah ahead. i mean wow could you imagine if all guys could keep going like energy that'd be crazy like, <laughs> that'd be so crazy uh but no yeah so like what you were saying that, that's kind of what i was thinking i was trying to formulate the words in my head but this is what i was saying i was like people say oh i can have sex without catching feelings whatever maybe that could be correct right but like you said an orgasm with two people orgasm during sex that's a powerful connection that people underestimate because I'm not going to say, oh, hookup culture just started because, you know, people way, way before were having sex at young ages, whatever it was, um, even if they weren't like in relationships or dating, it was always like in secret. But regardless, I think now, right, a lot of people think, oh, I can have sex with all these like these people and still maneuver throughout my life with ease. But that's not true. 
That's why, like, let's say, for instance, a guy and a girl have sex, right? They both orgasm, uh, and at least one of them will catch feelings for the other person. They'll either, like, try to, like, meet up with them all the time or, like, try to talk to them all the time when the other side might not necessarily feel that exact same way. You talk about, like, casual relationships? Um, I guess, yeah. But, like, in casual relationships, it's more so, like, oh, we're just hooking up for now in a weird way, right? Um, but I, I would say, like, after that, that orgasmic, like, moment between those two people, at least one party will be, like, I like you way more now. And is this an only an issue in, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. are you talking about casual relationships because that's only time when that's an issue right like why is it an issue if you're in a committed relationship or with someone and, yeah. and they catch feelings after having sex like i'd hope that you they would yeah, yeah. Right? I, yeah like, I would hope so yeah, yeah so i like, guess it's only in casual relationships yeah like that that becomes an issue right mm-hmm. yeah so i mean but that's ultimately kind of going back to why i don't believe that men should participate like in casual relationships with women it's not good for your health uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a, I think it's an it's a cop out for um realizing like behavior, human behavior. I think that like a lot of men like after a certain point, they like they be, think that they're like gurus and this is going back to the concept of romance, right? I asked the question almost at the beginning is like this kind of goes into the question we never really went into it like what is romance and why do we idealize romance in relationships? You know, but like going to the the oh my gosh i lost it (laughs) what were we just talking about we were talking about casual relationships talking Mm -hmm. about orgasms and how powerful they are how it becomes an issue uh i said it wasn't healthy for men to do so and then you said something about men want becoming gurus after something yeah so at, at a certain point like a lot of thank you for getting me back on track of course at a certain point a lot of guys um and you see it now, like they, it's like, oh, red pill movement. Um, and they all try to go, they call it MGTOW or men going their own way. And it's like supposed to be this realization that they've, you know, reached or about, they understand female nature, right? And they think that that makes them these gurus in human behavior and in understanding how they move. But most of my issue with that movement is that like the principles you guys 90% of the way there right it's just you guys took a hard right <laughs> at like the wrong turn yeah you know because it's the, the you guys got the right information it's the way that you implement it into your own life because you didn't take it past step one and this is goes into the idea of romance is what usually happens is a lot of people they have these idea ideas and ideals of romance and love in a in a relationship and that's how they define a successful relationship with romance right not necessarily even love but romance right differentiate the two like romance almost goes into the category of lust as opposed to love right now mm. you can be romantically in love with someone but that's that's a little different than romance right but anyways you know, someone, they believe in the concept of romance, the whole Disney movie, the whole shebang. Their heart gets broken by some douchebag dude or girl when they're in high school or in college or whatever. And, and they then, take it to heart. And they take it to heart, right? And then they try to explore and understand why a lot of people, why like this happened to them. You know, I was a good girl. I was a good guy. And so then they find these communities 
you know, online really that talk to them about human behavior, right? And either through the lens of like, you know, men are going to play you, so play them first and get your money, sis. Or like that's <laughs> happened so much on Twitter, bro. Yeah. Or it, it comes out as like, um, in with men is like, oh, like I said, the MGTOW movement and stuff like that. And what I think those, both of those movements fail to realize is like everything that you guys believe on a principle level is true. However, you need to partner with someone. Like Eventually. human human beings were designed to partner with other people for the long term. Life is hard. You don't want to do it alone. Like it's so much easier if you have someone there with you who can take on some of the share of just dealing with the bullshit of day-to-day life. And when you adopt the mentality of I'm going to play all these guys just like they played me or you adopt the mindset of let me have these women's in a rotation like a Ferris wheel, it's like cool. It'll get you by for now, but how are you going to feel when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 60? And the thing is, a lot of people can hold out until they're 40, 50, or 60. But when you are when you get up there in age and you're like a 70-year-old guy, right, and you're in the nursing home by yourself, and you're just sitting there thinking about the actions and decisions that you've chosen over your life, over the course of your life, I think in that moment, I would want my i mean i hope i wouldn't be in a nursing home but (laughs) i would want my kids and loving wife to be around me as a representation of the life that i had built rather than having to reminisce on the living representation of the life i had built rather than having to reminisce on the 600 women that i ran through because i was rich successful powerful and good looking bars uh that reminds me of drake who the fuck wants to be 70 and alone Yeah. Yeah. You know, so even I think a lot of women realize that before men. Right. And I think that's why a lot of men play it off for longer. They'll go into their 50s, their 60s, because, you know, being honest, like a 50 year old dude who's making money, like you can still be like relatively good looking, successful. You have a lot of like pull in the dating market. You have a lot of especially sexual market value. Like, you know, you're older, you have a bit of prestige, like, you know, you can find someone for you. But women's game is a little bit different, right? They kind of go younger on everything. So, you know, woman hits 30, woman hits 40, you know, and she's still playing the single game. Like it's, it's, they realize it before men do like, Hey, I want to settle down because this has been fun playing with all these guys, but I'd rather be in a stable long-term relationship with someone. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, not to say, hold on. I just want to make one caveat before I cut you. I'm sorry to cut you off. Not to say that like, you can't be happy and single. In fact, you should be like be happy and single. You should find some level of comfort and joy in the life that you naturally live, right? If it's the idea going back to you from the very beginning, one plus one, not 0.5 plus 0.5. Yeah. So like you should be happily single, but human beings are designed for partnerships. 100%. I believe that. Uh, it was just, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, yeah, it's like, um, I was talking to a friend about this and we're like, yeah, like nowadays, like men are wanting to settle down at younger ages. Really? Now, now mind you, this is what he said. This is what I said. Mm. He said men want to settle down at younger ages and women don't. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Right. And he was like, bro, all these girls just like want to play around and da, 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 da. But because 
when pretty much his argument was that when we were younger, like in the teenager's age, women wanted to settle down with, with the boys. Like the girls wanted to settle down with the boys, but the boys wanted to hoe around and they wanted to do other stuff. Mm. But then now it's like, it's in reverse. The girl's like, oh, I want to hoe around. And then the dudes are like, I want to settle down. I don't necessarily believe that, but I do believe both men and women after college, they're kind of like, all right, now that that whole facade of college is over, right? I want to find a partner that I want to settle down with. That's why a lot of people get married at like 24, 25, and then continue going up. Because they realize like, yo, this isn't going to last. This isn't very strong to to constantly hook up with these people. Now, am I saying hooking up is wrong? No. Like, do what you want. That's your life. You know what I'm saying? Live how you want to. But you also have to understand every action you have has consequences. So if you choose the single life and you choose to hook up with these people, eventually you'll end up seeing in a way like, dang, I took all these women for granted and or I took all these men for granted and now I can't settle down with anyone. Or, and then, I mean, then there's also the consequences of settling down too early. Could be like, maybe this isn't my right partner. There is this other person that I really like and yada, yada, yada. You know, it's give and take. You have to kind of choose which battle you want to go to. I think the second one's more a fear than it is a consequence, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you, if you find yourself in a relationship that you don't, like or approve of you can leave at any time yeah you know the the decision not to have done something is worse than the decision to have done something Mm. so um yeah i mean i think it starts like i said with the idea of romance you know and like why people are you know, they, they subscribe or, you know, to this idea of romance and romance should be the driving factor in relationships. And like, that's why physical attraction, like becomes usually like the, the driving force in a lot of like relationships nowadays. Like when you see people all going from here to here, it's because, you know, you caught my eye, number one. And it's like, in my mind, of course, right? Like, phys- like I told you before, physical attraction for me is binary. And so it's it's either yes or no. And then beyond that, like I have a, a list of other questions. So it's there's not like a huge emphasis on it because the way that I'm looking at things now is like, yo, if we're 60, right? I'm going to be looking at you like, yo, you're 60 also, or you're, you know, however old you are, like physical attraction at that point is is almost irrelevant. If, yeah. if not completely irrelevant. And it's not to say that people can't see physical, like a beauty and attraction, but it's such a small part of life. If you're, li- if you're looking to build like a long lasting legacy that it's, that it's irrelevant, right? You only kind of need the physical attraction for like 30 minutes y'all going in to make, <laughs> to make the kids, right? <laughs> like, one plus one equals three. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, so in that instance, physical attraction matters, but like, other other than that, it's not too much but to like fill your own ego a lot of times. Because like even some of like the most beautiful girls like that I've been in relationships with, like they're drop dead gorgeous. You know, like these girls could have modeled. But when you're in a relationship with someone, like once you and not just when you're in a relationship, anytime that like you spend a considerable amount of time with someone, like talking to them, trying to get to know them, whatever. 
the the physical attraction factor that spark or buzz or that element of it fades away real quick oh yeah you know like that becomes like so irrelevant (laughs) it's it's like the the puppy puppy dog slash like puppy love type of phase right Hmm. that's why a lot of times uh some relationships don't last because like you said it kind of they kind of go off the physical basis and then they realize oh that's not what i want you know i'm saying like oh like your physical attraction isn't uh uh the thrill anymore Mm. right in relationships after a while you start to realize yeah i'm still physically attracted to you of course you know i think in relationships especially like there's always gonna be physical attraction is it the main thing is sex the main thing hell no that's why there's there's a lot of couples like or married couples they won't have sex for a while because they realize that's not the main thing and the reason why i'm with you Really? You think that's the reason why they're not having sex? Oh, no, no. There's probably other, like, reasons. <laughs> of course. There's probably other reasons. I think it's probably because they don't like each other. Like, <laughs> Yeah, might because, yeah, there's, there's, those, those, there's a lot of facts. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be more inclined to believe that there are more couples that don't like each other than there are couples that are like, because I love you so much, I choose not to see my no, physical no, 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 attraction no, 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 no. to you and not that's have not, sex with you. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean, right? <laughs> I'm saying, like, they still have sex, but not as frequent. Mm. right yeah like they they still like each other they still love each other but over time you'll start to realize sex isn't the main thing in relationships correct right it's definitely an essential factor that's yeah. how you express your love and all that kind of stuff well, it's one of the ways not <laughs> one yeah it's one it's one of the ways you express love but it's not the main thing because over time you start to realize this is way further than that it's way more than that and you start to get to know them and understand who they are as a person and you can love who they are and understand what you can do to love them better than just the physical. Well, I think it's I think it's based off of what the relationship is built off, right? So what values yeah. are the relationship built off? If the mm-hmm. relationship is built off of physical attraction, then that's the end all be all of the relationship. If the relationship is built on this idea that we're going to build a long-term partnership, then you hold that above everything else and when small issues come up like hey, she has an issue and she can't have sex for the next year, or you have an issue and you can't have sex for the next year, then you guys can work through it together. You know, God forbid. God forbid. That'd be terrible, bro. God forbid. But if, you know, something like that ever happened, like you have to decide that that I that ideal, that value that you had of building like a long-term successful relationship with someone, building a like a family with kids that you love is more important than me having sex with my wife right now yeah you know and that that's expressed a lot if you think about like how can people in relationships survive distance apart uh yeah i uh i've been in a few long distance relationships i'm in one currently Hmm. uh and at first you're like damn this is kind of hard because this person's all the way at a different like state or they could be like a few hours away whatever it is right but i think in maturity of a relationship long distance will teach you how to love someone how to understand someone way before the physical so that way when you guys do meet you can celebrate the physical and you can celebrate everything you've you've done but it definitely teaches you how to deal with the the distance and the separation <laughs> although although it sucks it teaches you a lot how do you feel about the saying that a long distance relationship can work if all four people are okay with it. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that. Mm. I do think it happens 
100%. You know, let's not ignore the fact and act like everyone's holy. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like, damn, I haven't seen my significant other in a few months. Let me just smash this person real quick on the side or whatever, right? I get that. But it's uh, long distance relationships can work if both parties are willing to make it work, right? The reason why some long distance relationships don't work is because they don't communicate certain frustrations they have or feelings of whatever it is, right? And they hold it in. And that's the main reason why people would cheat or they'll go and have a side piece or whatever because they realize, I don't want to speak about this to my significant other. I have these desires and these feelings. I'm going to just do what I want to do. And that's the reason why it mainly fails. But if you're, like I said, if you're actually committed and you're willing to be like, hey, let's learn how we can do this. This is definitely a roller coaster for both of us. But if we take it step by step, we can be successful. I don't think long distance relationships can work unless there's an end goal. As in like, oh, yeah, yeah. unless you guys both have it planned, like, hey, this is for a certain amount of time and then we're going to re come like re come back together. I don't know the word for that. <laughs> like regroup or re- reunite or re- reconverge <laughs> on like know. a single location. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, like if I was married to my wife, I mean, of course, or she wouldn't be my wife, right? But if I was married, <laughs> if I was married and my wife, for instance, she was doing some project and she had to go to um, Nairobi for six months. It's like, all right, cool, because I know she's only going for six months. After that six months, we're going to reconverge, right? I think what happens when people are young is it'll be the first time that like, oh, someone's going to go to college and then the other person's going to a different college or like someone gets a job somewhere and someone else is in the same city and they don't ever make a plan for like coming together like of ending back up in the same physical physical location and i think that makes it so that the relationship and the couples don't have anything to look forward to you're just yeah you constantly exist with this like slight it's almost like a dull pain in your back it's like it may not be bad enough that because you still love the person maybe that you're not gonna endure it but after a certain amount of time you're like bruh yeah i need to I need to go to the chiropractor. I need to get my fix. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, get, let me give me get a massage. Form roll out this little spot. Like, one hundred percent. You know, I think like, it goes back to like just intentions of what you want that relationship to be, right? Like, if you are planning to marry that girl, right, the one that you're dating for like long distance, there might be a couple of years where you won't be in the same location. Damn, a couple of years. <laughs> boy i'm 21 (laughs) i'm not trying to get married that early you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying but like you would have to kind of set in both your minds like this is the time or this like this kind of year we will be able to reconnect physically right so let's say for instance before you got married you're dating this girl and for two years it's long distance what do you do you personally, don't speak for everybody else, but you know, you personally. Is the whole two years of our relationship long distance? I mean, like I I would, I could never imagine myself entering a scenario like that. Mm. Like for me, I'd have to, like I said, the physical distance has to come into our relationship. It can't be the start or the basis of our relationship because it has to just be a small road bump in it. Like I want us in the same physical place. Like I'm a touchy feely guy. You know? Yeah, like I, I I love spending quality time with people and I love touching people. <laughs> I knew I knew that was gonna come out a little weird. <laughs> Suspect. <laughs> but because of those two factors, like 
I can't imagine a scenario, for instance, that I see on like 90 Day Fiance, you know, throwing that back out there where it's like, I meet someone online and then like our relationship is based off of online and then like, then I meet you. No, it can't work that way for me. For me, it'd have to be like, we're in a relationship in person and then you go somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Or like I go somewhere and like, all right, that's cool. And then we have an end goal. All right, I can work through something like that, but I can't do, it starts as an online relationship. And and then it gets into. And then I, or I can't do it. It ends as an online relationship, meaning Mm -hmm. we don't have any plans to reconverge. Okay. Or reconvene. 100%. I believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like my current uh, partner right now, like we were like somewhat talking, but we both, I said (laughs) both, we both knew that like we won't date unless we meet each other, feel it out. And then afterwards, okay, we can date and we can understand and go through it, right? That's the reason why I think now it's better that way. But if I just had a relationship that was strictly online, only got to meet her like once, I wouldn't want to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just not, there's, like you said, there's no end goal. What are we doing? It's, it's wasting both of our times. Mm. So when people cheat in online relationships, it's not... I'm not condoning in it. Long distance, yeah. not online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, well, like, I keep saying online because yeah, 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 yeah. like you know they're they're talking to each other online. Like long distance, my bad. Yeah. I'm not condoning and cheating in long in long distance relationships, but I can understand why it would happen based off of just the biological factors of human needs. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are visual. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like you yeah. know, I might love you so much, but that ass, like. <laughs> You know, but uh, I do think like if you have a larger purpose in life, like I said, like depending on what the values of the relationship are built off of, like if you're a God fearing person, like if you believe in something bigger than yourself, including that the relationship could potentially be bigger than both of you, then you'll fight for it and you'll do what's like necessary to sustain it. You know, like given that it's benefiting both both parties, which like if it's built off of the right ideals, then it will, you know, and that that ass won't do anything besides be a a 15 second blimp in your day yeah i wholeheartedly agree i think um love can can happen for people but if unless they're willing to fight for it unless they're uh willing to fight for it because it's like you have to um both be on the same page of what the end goal in mind is right so to kind of wrap up everything it's like hopeless romantics in order for you to find that committed person, you have to be committed to yourself as well in order for that end goal to happen. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like Do you that. have any um like last second thoughts or anything like that? I think hopeless romantic is a dangerous word to ascribe to yourself. I think you should look at yourself as a hopeful romantic. If you've been hurt before in a relationship, don't lose the idea of romance. Don't lose that idea. Be hopeful, romantic. I like that. I like that. And uh, this has been Ahmed. And Luffy. And this is the Brotherly Love Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and staying tuned. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.